Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, everybody. We are back. It is a long run live stream and or podcast, whatever you fancy. And we are back with the chat all about the running. We're brought to you courtesy of the 40 Runs Running community. Um, I'm Ian Wilkerson. I'm here as every Friday night at seven o'clock to have a chat about all sorts of things running with the founder of 40 rounds running I'm just How are you sir? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just putting in the um in the comments to make sure uh uh to add your questions. Uh yeah. I'll forget to do it. Yeah, because and... the last thing you want to do is just to listen to us belly aching on and making it up as we go along because we you know that is not the prerequisite to a successful early Friday evening. So um yeah, we'd love your contribution. So please um send us your questions. And um, we'd love to uh, talk about all sorts of stuff. Actually, I've got How a question of the cast. I've got a question. I'm going to dive straight in. Uh, question of the cast. Because, Ian, I, I don't know if you've seen the video I put out today. Um, we, I've had, like, I don't know how many comments on it, uh, about the worst shoes. So <laughs> if, if you want so, stick in the comments, uh, whether it be Facebook, live stream, or even on the podcast, you can email in um, and Toad will put up. What's the email address? Toad put it up on the thing. I can't remember what it is. Um, but, yeah, email in your worst shoes. I'd be very interested in that. Oh, yeah, uh, the long uh, long run show at gmail.com. Long run show at gmail.com. Email in, is in as well uh, about your worst running shoes. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean, like, the pig thing that you bought i don't know whether it be new balance 1080s that you never worn but it's even sometimes a pair of shoes maybe that you just can't find where you're gonna you've bought them for i'm gonna get them they look mustard and um i i made the point today in today's video i bought the next percent two which ain't cheap but i'm i've struggled to wear them in, in races and stuff like that so that's my point so i'd be interested to know um on one of the things today, because I know Ian, we wanted to talk about London Marathon and fueling and all that kind of oh, stuff as well, didn't we? It is so much to talk about, mate. Yeah, so we'd love right. your trainer feedback, all sorts of stuff, you know, good and bad. You know, please uh, let you know. Just to introduce the rest of the boys, producer Toby is here, and um, Alan's got his sound and vision working yeah. this week. Yeah. It's lovely to have him back. Big house in the house. Question yes. mark house. So he's going to be, hopefully he'll be keeping an eye out on um, what's coming through and... Um, any inquiries, you know, put a uh, queue in front of your own post and I'll help the old boy out because he could do with a little bit of help. Yeah. So, um, but it's lovely to have you back, mate, because we were a bit concerned about you and your um, your communication issues last week, but no, we're lovely to see you. All sorted. Oh, Definitely. That's good it's to hear, isn't it? Here, isn't it? The bird's been spoken to quite sternly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then the week before he was watching Tom Jones at Newmarket Races. So we have to question his commitment to this new um, I'm back. media project. Exactly. That he's he's to stay. 
with a vengeance. Yeah. Well, he's a, I'd like to think he's had a written warning. Yeah, <laughs> yellow card. Yeah, we've sent a uh, we've sent a strongly uh, strongly worded email to HR, and um, hopefully he's going to uh, buck his ideas up. So we'll be worth saying. Anyway, I'm sure he could produce a brilliant question master performance today. I'm showing off my yellow London Landmarks half marathon, half marathon. They know half makes some good T-shirts. The half London Landmarks half marathon people. And the reason I'm showing it is because it's got yellow on it for Yellow Calf Allen. But, yeah, then they make a good T-shirt. Yeah, big, though, wasn't it? Mine was huge. Yeah, I, I was it. Mine was perfect. Let me know in the comments. Um, best race T-shirt, please. Be very interested. Yeah. Now, I think Landmark's one has got is up there with one of the best. Yeah, well, I mean, there may be some people who are fed up with listening to people on the group talking about London Landmarks, but we're not one of them, and we don't care because we're just going to keep banging on about it because we had such a brilliant day on Sunday. I love this from Keith Isaacs, the runner's answer to loose women. Yeah, well, it is a bit like that, isn't it? It's basically four old blokes, except for Toby, who's 10 years younger than me, but I won't mention that on any video when I'm blowing out my backside in these 10 years. But we are basically loose women of the running podcast. Yeah. But I, I think I'll that's a great that. parallel. You know, I'll take I'll take it a compliment. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll good show. On. It's brilliant. Yeah, so... Yeah, we make no apologies of banging on about the London landmarks last week. It yeah. was absolutely brilliant, particularly because Chris was winning it at one point. Yes, yes. If you've not seen the video, I was winning the London landmarks and somebody somebody said it was for at least three seconds. And now I'm sure that it might be more than that, but I was definitely winning it for a few good few seconds. I was in the front leading the London landmarks half marathon for at least three seconds. And that's probably my finest running moment, I think, to date. Talk us through it, mate. Talk about how, firstly, you got into that situation to be at the front of such a massive event. And how you took the opportunity and um, made a name for yourself by um, leading the pack. It was the, the best thing was, was all these people who were messaging me saying, Fordy, you was on, you was on the news. <laughs> <laughs> No, in, in all seriousness, because I've got absolutely, as always, there was a couple of people who rinsed me um, for being in that uh, that starting pen. Um, you know, egotistical maniac, I was called, and all these lovely things that people love to, you know, uh, be so nice and uh, kind to me. But and they don't um, even know you. Yeah, it was nothing to do with um, the 40 Runs community. It was nothing to do with the fact that we had volunteers there. Uh, and all that kind of stuff. The guys at London Landmarks, who are absolutely superb, they invited me to be there. They know that I filmed the event, um, and they invited me to be uh, part of that. And it's the same principle they like. They ask, um, like I was with there with the the guy, the Wade twins from Insta, from Instagram, TikTok, and that kind of stuff. It's along those sort of lines. Um, I appreciate the offer, but I'm as always happy, like I said to you last week, happy to be anywhere. Um, I was just lucky enough to be there, but. It came about in terms of being on the start line is the fact that everybody, they started calling the elites through and I looked round. You'll see it. I looked round in the video. I went, well, no one's saying to us, let's go back. So I said, come on, lads, let's get up the front. Let's have some of this. As always, taking advantage. Um, and so, I, yeah, I just I said, come on, let's, let's, let's start this race. What? No one was telling us we couldn't. So you could see that the elite runners behind were like chumping at the bit, ready to go. And we was all standing there mucking about. Um, and then we went off and then after I led the race for three seconds and the Wade brothers just left me for dust, they ran a 120 or whatever after they'd had their shirts off doing Instagram down Pall Mall. Um, but they legged it because they're absolute machines. Um, I got out of the way and let all the elite runners go. Um, and it was just even down over the first bridge, uh, people uh, who done the event. You Waterloo know this. Bridge. Yeah, Waterloo Bridge. I went on the central reservation because that's the sort of, I'm not being funny, but people have a go at me, but I, I, I moved out of their way because I didn't want to yeah. ruin anybody's race. I think that's the least I could do. I got out of the Pacers way, the 130 <clears> guy um, and all that. So I, I, I was, you know, I was running along the central reservation, um, which I think was a decent thing to do. You've um, got to be to rapid to pace 130 for half marathon, yeah. haven't you? So, yeah, so, that, so that's how it all came about. It was lovely. I think the, the biggest thing for me I found out today uh, the event raised over five million pounds for charity um, to, for the various charities, not just Thomas. I think that's incredible. Um, people, you know, forget that in terms of London Landmarks event, uh, it raised over five million quid. So, you know, it's a first step on, on, you know, 
for the charities that got absolutely destroyed. Uh, we obviously we've got the Great North Run coming up, which is great news. Huge amount of money will be raised for charity with that event going ahead. I know it's slightly different in terms of the the format of it this year, but again, the charities are going to you know really benefit from that. So that's great news. Royal Parks, all those sort of events now, especially obviously then leading into the London Marathon. It, it looks like fingers crossed that. Um, the old I thought, I thought, I thought, you know, being in the pack that it was like it was back. It was like a. We, I mean, we've done, you know, you know, over the last sort of five or six months, and people have, you know, been managing the situation. They've been quite regulated. This was like events used to be. I mean, yeah. maybe if you, if you, I could understand why people would think who hadn't done any events for the last 18 months thought, oh, this is a bit different. But it just seemed like such a massive step forward. Yeah, it was huge. It was, it was, it, I mean, again, I was super lucky. I was at the front, so I didn't see what was going on in terms of all the waves and all how all that worked. Uh, I've been, I've done all that before at, at the London Landmarks. But when we got uh, like escorted across into the pen, you could see everybody and, and all that sort of stuff. And it did, it just felt, like a normal, if that's even a word now, but a normal racing event. And, and there was no, it didn't feel like everybody was being kept apart. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just, it was just fantastic. It was, it really was. Um, they'd done a great job. It was, it was, um, it's funny. I, when I got back to the, the thing where to pick my bags up, the ladies from London landmarks were asking what the support was like out on the course. Um, and it was noticeable at the start. It was epic. It was really nice. And, and thanks everybody, by the way, who said hello to me and stuff like that when I was sort of waiting about because I didn't basically know anybody in that pen. Um, and I was chatting to people. So thank you to all those people who did say hello. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was noticeable the support there. But when you did get out into the city, I mean that event. I said it on the on the vlog is usually rocking in terms of. Yeah. Uh, people and vibe and and very much lo- along the great north run lines not you know it's slowly becoming similar i would say in terms of vibe but it was noticeable in the city and and, and in a good way the sort of lack of people who come out which i think was one mm. of the things i took away from it i know the course was winding and we was back and forth all over the place um so it's probably hard to find but from a spectator's point of view that makes it a really good event because you can see people you can literally cross the road and you'll see somebody coming back 20 minutes later or something you're not you know going all over the place and jumping on the train to get them see them again down the line and it's really good for that it's really good for that but it was noticeable that the um yeah, the, the the less amount of I don't know the right way to say, it, but the less amount of spectators, which again I don't have a problem with. I think it was you know the right thing to do in terms of safety and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I just I, I again take my hat off to the organisers. They've done a fab job. Um, I think it was really well organised. Everybody enjoyed it. It was incredible coming down um, into you know the finish line, turning that corner, and seeing all the people there. Um, it was an epic finish. And then for us, obviously as 40 runs coming through the line and I saw the team, it was, it was incredible. It really was. It mm. was just, it was just amazing to see all the guys there. Um, when we finished it, yeah, I mean, it was just, yeah, just, it was, it was an epic day. I had, you know, the best time for a long time at a race. Um, I didn't really care what time I was running. I didn't really care. The fact that I wasn't running with anybody. I mean, I had a nice mm. chat with Paul, um, the pacer, you know, the guy who does all the pacing. He was on one forty five. I ran for him for a bit. I had a chat with him. I had a chat with a couple of other people, but usually I run, you know, along with somebody like obviously Billy's injured at the moment, but I usually run with somebody. But, um, but yeah, even though I wasn't running with anyone, I had, I had a great time. I was chatting to all the ladies who were singing and, and all that. it was great. It was, yeah, I loved it. I had a great time. Great time. Yeah. I see um, Chris Grantham said that he led the great North run for two seconds. Well done. Chris. So I reckon you two should get together, have a beer and Chris, I we should have talk a about your great experience. A two second race. I reckon that could be a new event. Yeah, there'll be a few people up for that. What about I mean, Al? Al? What did you think of volunteering when you was there? What was it like? Yeah, so um, I've run the race before back in 2018, so I know what it's like to run it as a, as a, as a competitor. Uh, it was actually my very first ever race. Uh, that kind of set the benchmark pretty high, to be honest, in terms of atmosphere and everything else. So short of being able to run it, volunteering is, is just epic. 
and to be in a group of 40s, I think there was 20 of us at the finish line. And we were on the shirts, medals and uh, T-shirts uh, part of it. Um, and because we were kind of the, the large and extra large, we got to see everyone literally as they came over the line. And it was just great because I think I must have seen every 40 that was out on the course um, during the course of our three-hour stint. So the atmosphere was good. It was slightly disappointing that we couldn't physically hand out medals. Um, but I did manage to get my selfie with the actual winner, not the person that was leading the race. No, him and his mate. He loves this geezer. He absolutely but, right. We went to Chingford, right? So we'd done yeah. a run around Chingford. And all these guys, oh, Nick might be around here. Nick might be around here. Oh, he, he runs around. And then at Dorney, right, at Dorney, Oh, Nick's running this today. I wonder if Nick's here. I wonder if Nick will see me. All I had for like half hour, and then Nick ran past and didn't even look at Alan. He was going, and like that. And then, it just, I I, I I am one of his driver stalkers. So I was quite pleased when he uh, gave me driver stalkers. I just think the stalker. (laughs) (laughs) It's Nick from the run test. It's our, right? Our totally disputes anything I say about the equipment because he swears by what Nick says. From the run testers. It's, it's just getting a third opinion. I like to triangulate <laughs> things, make sure, kind of uh, uh, get the best of all views. But my London landmark shirt is too big as well. It comes down virtually to my knees. Yeah, so, I've got uh, a really good point here. I've just remembered. Guess who's doing their 50th part run tomorrow? Yeah. Big fella, Ooh, who's going yeah. to Chelmsford? Put us in the comments if you're going to Chelmsford Park Run tomorrow. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, milestone. Pete. Who else is getting a milestone? Let us know. He's Email in anybody who's got a big milestone. Email us in and we chat about it. But there yeah, is of cake brownies and flapjacks. I've been led to believe are making their way to Chelmsford as we speak. That's incredible. And um, what you Chris go just said, Chris Cranford just said, what was the best fancy dress you saw at Lamb? London landmarks, so I've got to give a big mention to Petra Warner going out in the dog suit. I did the first two miles with her um, because we were in the same wave, wave five, and it was love. It was not. It was really good to sort of like get a nice little easy into the race. And oh, the kids just loved the suit. Every kid, oh, it's a dog. I mean, and she was absolutely brilliant. There were other people out there who took their hats off. Yeah, it was like. And she she didn't. She kept it around yeah, all the way. She was absolutely brilliant. Did it with her usual good humour. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant it was. I totally agree with you, Ian. I saw we had a guy who started with us in the pen. Bless him. He took his... It was warm. He took his hat thing off. He was in the guide dog's uh, outfit. And, and he looked shot to pieces. I mean, he was he was going for it, but... Yeah, I take my an unbelievable effort from Petra, and I ran with her on Tuesday at club, and she just said she got so fed up that she started sprinting towards the end. Yeah, Claire was Claire was with her. Yeah, Claire took over because Claire was in the um in the um, wave behind, and just as we were going up the strand and we went round the corner, she was like, "Get the stop, get the stop." So Petra said, "Oh, you just go." So then she caught up with her, and then Claire was moaning that um they got to um, within sight of Big Ben and uh, Petra put her foot down because she was um, fed up with... Uh, non-related question. Non-related question, right? Can somebody tell me when they're taking all that rubbish off of Big Ben? Because it seems to have been on there. One of the best bits about the London Marathon, right? And we're going to come on to London Marathon a bit later. But one of the best bits about London Marathon is that you come along embankment and you can see Big Ben because you think, Christ, I've only got like a kilometre to go, whatever it is, right? Mm. And you know, you see it visually. But for the last couple of years, he's had all that soppy stuff chucked all over it. Can anyone tell us when that's going to be taken off? Because if you're running London, it is a real big help when you can see Big Ben. Because basically, you turn right, you go down, then you start seeing the 800 and the 400 metre marks. And it's and then you turn obviously down to... Is it um, one of these things, though, that when you're going down the embankment... Because, of course, we saw each other on the embankment, didn't we? Yeah. We had about a three-minute, you know, about a 300-yard gap where we could have seen each other, and we did, which was yeah, pretty exactly. amazing. But at, when oh, you're going along the embankment and you're looking at Big Ben, is it one of these things that never, you know, you never seem to get to? Yeah, no, it, it, you you do. It, it, it's, it's something to focus on. It, you do get it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It seems to be miles away. Um, but no, it, 
it really you do feel like you are getting there. If you can focus on getting there to Big Ben, it's a really, really big help because honestly, you turn that corner and you're basically home and host. So, um, yeah, incredible. But if I'm in um, if I'm in South London, I sometimes find on my training runs that I'm going past Canary Wharf and I'm going round the Isle of Dogs. If you're thinking of the um, East Enders map, the bit that's sort of the U shape, and like you're doing miles and miles, and Canary Wharf is just still on your right, and you just never seem to be going past it. So I'm just wondering if you ever get to Big Ben, but it sounds like you do. Yeah, yeah. No, we. I tell you what, eh, we've got millions of questions tonight. Thanks ever so much, everybody. Already, we've been whittling on for 19 minutes. Uh, and we've had about a million questions, so thanks everyone. We've got, let's let's bat some questions out. Actually, I know we've got let's we've go. a little bit off topic, but coming out, done. coming out. Yeah. What we got? I'm I'm going to start by bringing Ray the happy jogger, our resident uh, Southern California forty. Hi Ray, how you doing, mate? You're right. his question, Chris. You're not going to like this, but he's a big thumbs down, thumbs down for Sketchers Max Road version four. They just didn't work for him. And I know you're a big, big Sketchers fan, so you might Sketches, want to take yeah, that he's one got, He's got Sketchers five. Yeah, no, I've seen your review for five, so I've got my email waiting for uh, the stock to come back in. But his question is about marathon training, and he wants to know your views about where speed works. Should it feature, or is it all about the mileage? Oh, Where's no, 100%. It's got, yeah, it's got, you've got to do... Really concentrate on that speed work uh, at least once, once if not twice a week. Try and get your high efforts in. Uh, try and give my guys at least at least one high effort session, which is effectively some form of speed session. Um, you know, that's a good 30, 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, that's excluding your warm-up and cool-down. Uh, it really is critical to get that in. Gets also some... Moderate work done at goal pace. Uh, even some of those tempo runs early on, get some of that work done at threshold pace and it will just build build up that stamina. It, we, honestly, everybody runs those sort of... We was working on it the other week, weren't we? Um, those higher efforts too slow. You, you really need to be like going at it hard to really get into anaerobic system and start really building, real, really building that stamina and strength. Um, yeah, 100%. Focus and also, on right, you know, it's going to help. It, it breaks the monotony. It's something different. You know, it's going to help you mentally if you're doing some sort of different exercise. You don't have to do it all the time. One a week would probably be enough, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, build build mileage is is, is important. Like I was uh, on a call today, one of my runners telling her now the next you know four weeks she's doing London. It really is important to maybe switch focus from that really high effort speed work and switch it into the longer runs and, and making, because, you know, you're going to be turning longer runs into not just an easy pace. You're going to be putting goal pace through there. And so the, the effort level is going to increase. So it's really important now for the next four weeks in terms of what you're going to gain from a, from a lot of high effort sessions is marginal uh, because you should have done all that work in the previous eight weeks. Um, but it's just, it really is important to do the two. They dovetail so well. Um, Running those, running those hard sessions, but really, really go at them. Don't the you you feel in your body. I can't do, it, I can't do it, but you can, and and you're not really, you know. There is another level in. Uh, you can say because I've done this to you on a Tuesday. There is another yeah. level in which you can go to, um, and you really. Need I mean, to if, you've, if you've watched the Olympics over the last few days and you just look at the people at the end of their races and they cannot do anything there, yeah. flatten it back. Yeah. They put a lot in. Obviously, we're not running for Olympic gold medals, but it just shows that that is, there's a limit there to what you can do. And we That's don't, what I'm saying. you That's know, I never do that. But Get out yeah. of that aerobic state, you know, start lactic, lactic and just start nailing it. Just really crack on, really start working hard and, and you'll get the benefits. But it has to be over a six to eight week period to really start reaping the rewards. But that, yeah, don't neglect the long runs. Um, because they're critical in terms of building mileage. You do need to do that on top of everything. But um, but yeah, get uncomfortable. That's that's the that's the thing to do. Right. Else we got, Al? Yeah, so big apologies to Ray. If he was hoping the answer would be no to speed work, I think you've you got the message. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. So we we've talked a little bit about the 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 t shirts. So we've got a similar question coming from Adam, Adam Watts, in terms of what's your favourite race medal? And again, I know London Landmarks always try and do something a bit wacky, don't they, with their medals 
like they've, they've done yeah, over was, the, the last uh, three. So I've got the ones over. You can't see them. They're off off camera. All my medals are hanging up over there. My favourite, um, my favourite medal is my fortieth London Marathon um, one. Um, that's actually in a frame. The fortieth race. I think that was an epic, um, epic race. We did that virtually in that lot. Um, yeah, I love that one. Billy came down. Matt came down. The captain was there. It was. It wasn't necessarily the the, the time or whatever. Tobe was there. Russ was there. It was just the whole thing of doing it. We'd been through COVID and and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's the one that means the, probably the most to me. Yeah, mine had been my first Great North Run, I think. You know, because it's such a big iconic event. Being somebody who wanted to do a half marathon is. If you're if you're a half marathon, I just think it's one, it's an event that you've got to do. You've just got to tick it off, and you've got to have it on your CV. So, mine would be um, that one, first one. I'm looking forward to getting my second one in about six weeks or however long. What about it is. you, Al? Um, I suppose for sentimental reasons, it's always probably going to be your first marathon. And I was quite lucky enough to do Berlin, and it's got a picture of Kipchoge on it. So uh, that that one's quite special. Um, Has he got one of a picture of you on it? Uh, well, uh, we were in the same race, so uh, there's a good, good chance. But in, in terms of the wackiest medal, um, I did a, um, a virtual run around the M25. So the medal is shaped like the M25, and it is literally as big as your head. So uh, that takes pride of place as well. With a huge tail back. Yeah, it takes seven hours to kind of get, get, get the medal off the, off the shelf because of the, you know, the cars in front of you. But, it, yeah, it's an that's What about a you, Toe? I reckon mine was Dorney in April. What do you reckon? Was that a portaloo, Tobe? It's got a portaloo on it. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Has it got a portaloo? It's just a. <laughs> no, I reckon, um, as I say, uh, the 40th, London 40th. I know you already said that. But that, but that was actually my first ever marathon as well. First oh, yeah, I marathon. forgot that, Tobe. That was Tobe's first. And he destroyed it. I mean, he didn't even mm-hmm. need the portaloo. But he literally, mm. he destroyed that, right? And I think actually, Tobe. I think it's worth putting out there for um, for all the viewers that I came in ahead of you on that race. Ooh la la. Oh, yeah, you only excuse your last game, don't you? <laughs> he's going to destroy me. He's Dorney. I'm just telling you that. He's so far, let's be honest. He's going to destroy. Oh, but viewers, Toby's got a new challenge. We can't tell you what it is, but there is a new challenge coming for Toby. Yeah, I know. It is coming. We're going to film it probably next week or the week after. We're going to go and film Challenge Toby. So just heads up. So get involved. Yeah, don't miss that then, folks. What's next, Al? Yeah, I'm liking this um, viewer interaction, Lark. Yeah, there's loads tonight. Oh, Yeah, so uh, uh, Brett, uh, apologies, Brett, if I've spelt your, or if I've pronounced your surname wrong, but Brett Gloin wants to know, he's running his first marathon, and, and how does he settle on his pace for that first marathon? You know, if you've got no, you've got no previous, how do you know how far, how, how do fast? I know my first marathon pace? Um what what are you running your easy runs at? What you you know when you're going out doing your long runs? Where you where are you running then? What's the sort of um, what's the sort of pace range that you're running those in? Because it probably should be a little bit slower than that, I would say. And and I've got to be honest with you, and this might sound a bit funny, but your first marathon, I, I would just go and complete it and have a good time. Which one are you running, Brett? Can you let us know which one you are you're mm. taking part in? I but- mean, I'm in a similar situation to Brett because I'm doing my first one in Yorkshire in uh, October. And um, I'd, we were doing easy runs on um, Thursday, on Tuesday, weren't we? And I was looking at sort of like 640 kilometres. And uh, my half marathon pace is probably about five and a half minutes. So I was, you know, am I, am I right in thinking sort of like in the middle of that, about six, just over? What do you reckon? Yeah, hang on. I'm just reading what Brett, <laughs> Brett wrote. One, He's doing Chelmsford. One, Brett, have you seen my video on Chelmsford? I would, I, Brett, I would recommend you watch my video on the Chelmsford Marathon because um, I did that. Um, it's quite undulating, I would say. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a test on the way back in. Once you made the turn and, and start heading back for Chelmsford, uh, uh, half is one thirty-three eight-minute miles. Ty, what's that in my? What's that in my world? He's got no idea. He's absolutely no useless. It is useless. So three hour marathon. I reckon you've got to be looking for probably more like eight and a half minute miles personally. Um, and just go and just go steady, uh, especially when you start off. But I would I would probably go more towards eight and a half. If you're if you're looking at a half of one thirty three, um, that's probably where I'd start you at. 
What did you say, Ian? Sorry, I missed what you said. I was reading. What Sorry, yeah, I was saying that I've been doing sort of like easy runs at about six forty kilometers, and my half marathon pace is you're quicker than six, that. Yeah, well, my half marathon's about five forty. Yeah, so nine oh nine. So that's yeah. You've yeah, got to be looking. Yeah, you got. I would if it was me. Have you got a goal in time in terms of pay, in terms of finishing time? Not really. Then why don't you try and run like? Six ten, yeah. Just to start with, just the whole six five six. You know, if I did four twenty, that'd be great. Well, yeah, a six thirteen would get you a four hour thirteen marathon. So yeah, just start off at like six. Oh, 10, yeah, that'd 16. be right. Then. Yeah, great. Stack it up, take it easy, and then get to halfway. See how you feel. If you ideally, what you try and do is you get to halfway, feel like a bit of a hero, and then you start stepping on it. That's that's the way I run a marathon. It, I either go equal pace, dead aim, right? Mm. Or I'll try and I'll do the second half and I'll do the second half quicker. But I always like psychologically to get, and it doesn't matter what race is, marathon, half, whatever, I always look to get um, halfway. So Brett's looking for 3.45. So, Toad, what pace is that? Because well, we're, we're doing that. Well, was that what we argued about the other day? Yeah, what just, did we come just up with? Just shy of a 35-minute mark. Oh, yeah, so I was on the money. I said eight and a half. Yeah. I tell you what, it's almost like I know what I'm talking about. You, you, would, you would actually think I would know what I'm talking about, wouldn't you? So, yeah, 8.30, 8.35, Brett, give that a go. But, yeah, Ian, for you, I would start off steady, 6.10, 6.20. Don't blow, yeah. don't blow your load at the start. Go steady, get halfway, and then nail it. I was comfortable doing nine-minute miles on Sunday, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're well within that, but it's your first mm. one. My, I say my advice to anybody doing Oh, I'm just going to go and have a good time, yeah. I ain't it's, yeah, it's just tick the box, get it done, because you'll learn so much from that. You'll probably get a bit of fueling wrong. You'll probably, you know, get something wrong somewhere along the lines, and that's the point. I, I'm i still getting a lot of stuff wrong. Um, I'm, I love learn. That's why I love marathon training, because... You know, I'm learning all the time. But, yeah, doing the marathons itself, you learn so much. Mm. And even like even now, you know, I, I'm not – I've said it, I think, in some of the videos I've done. Uh, it's my worst distance um, in terms of knowledge, experience, and everything. I just have, – I haven't got a clue sometimes, and I'm always trying to do better. Not necessarily – Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everybody on the time. You know, because my times, I'm trying just to drop a little bit at a time. I'm not trying to do a Petra and take like 25 minutes off of it. Yeah. You know, I'm looking <laughs> just to come down a little bit. But it's the stuff you learn, you know, like where you are. Like I was just talking about, you know, getting to halfway and then like gunning it or really trying to equal pace it. That sort of stuff. I think it's it's so inevitable. So your first one, I would literally just, you know, make sure you don't start too fast and just get the thing done, really. So, um, Al, have we got um, got any others? Yeah, yeah we, we've got some more. They're flowing in thick and fast. Oh, let's just sm- we're going to smash out a lot of questions tonight, then, folks. Yeah. I think we're just yeah, we're going to be talking questions tonight. It's good. So, so Toby, you want to might listen to this one because I know you're you you and Chris are kind of targeting triathlon. So we got we got a, a viewer <laughs> wants to know. No, it's not, <laughs> yeah, there's there's another question in there about swimming, but we'll come on to that another time. <laughs> Um, this viewer wants to know about how to structure their runs between their triathlon training, which I guess is over a shorter distance versus balancing that with, with nailing a a decent marathon time. 
So I guess the question is about how to kind of get the balance right between the different types of training needed for those different events. I would, um, I mean, I've got the only experience I've got of this is, is it only where I did um, Blenheim and, but I did it as a, uh, as a, as a, as, you know, where you do the bit each, right? So, I've got no clue, but what I did do as part of that, because at the time I was thinking I really want to step up to a triathlon. I was doing work in the pool when the pools, this is back when the pools were open, right? And I am a rubbish swimmer, like on another level, rubbish swimmer. Um, and everybody knows my hatred for cycling by now. I'd much rather jump out of a plane. Um, but what, what it did do, actually, it complemented my marathon training. So, I was I was dropping one of my runs in the week to do my let's call it triathlon training, um, and I was getting that in, and I was using it as part of my marathon training to strengthen my core to do my cross training. So the biking and, and the swimming, I was alternating. Now again, that's not much use because um, Olympic distance triathlon, I've got no clue. Stu Edwards is the best person to talk about this. I and mean, he won't be watching, but Stu Edwards is the best person to talk about it. But all I would say from my experience, which is limited is the fact that I actually found training for, well, I wasn't really training for a triathlon, but I, I took it upon myself to train for one was it really benefited me in terms of cross training and, and everything else that I did. Um, but I tell you what, that's that's hard. That triathlon stuff, hard, especially if you're like Tobin, can't swim. But we've signed him up anyway, so don't worry. It's that's and that's not the new challenge, Toby. By the way, the new challenge, Toby, is another yeah, one. It gets worse than that. The other, the other challenge, Toby, is the fact that he's next year he's doing a triathlon, and he said next year he's doing it because he wouldn't do it this year. I said that he should do it this year, but he wimped out because he reckons it's going to take him too long to swim. Let me know in the comments how long does it take to swim? Because I was in the in the river the other day. And see if he could swim, because if he could swim, I bet he, I, if I threw him in the river, I bet he could swim. So all this, I can't swim business. It's going to take me a year. I think it's just nonsense. So let me know in the comments how long does it take to learn to swim, please. Very interested. I don't think I answered that question, by the way. Outdoors, open water. No, don't complicate it. You're doing it. Right, next question. Come on, lads. Yeah, We've got two, I'm reluctant so to ask this one because it could just blow the podcast out of the water, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Oh, no. Rachel wants to know, out of us four, who is the fastest? I said it was Toby. Yeah, me. Toby. He's Toby. a machine. You've given Toby, that up 100%. far too easy, Chris. He just goes. Huh? He just goes. He just leaves. And the thing is, he doesn't care either. He turns around and smiles at you, then leaves you. All right, yeah. some of the time he's heading to the portaloo because he's got a bit of trouble. But you look at his times. He, we rocked up at, um, what was it the other day? What's the name? Gunpowder Park Run. Oh, we was filming something. A video come out in a couple of weeks on, on Park Run. So I bowled up. As we're going to the start, I said, Tobe, you've got to have a go at this. And he, he went, oh, I'm not really feeling it. I was out last night and all the excuses. And then goes, runs a 20.05. Like, just think about it. I mean, I know. Round to the 05, Tobe. Yeah, I know. That's, but I mean, start him off. He just had a twenty oh five, and he wasn't like laying out dead on the floor. He came and then ran with me, <laughs> right, to finish because to say we were filming. So he circled round and and then ran the last bit with me as I and filmed it. So again, he wasn't really trying that hard, and he did a twenty oh five. So Toby, yeah, people regularly get lost on a Tuesday because Toby's too quick and he just puts his yeah, feet down. He's everybody. He's away. And he's the, He's the worst run leader the England athletics have because he just he don't lead anyone. He just goes and runs his own thing. Well, he leads off, just runs. He just, he just goes. So if you're, if you're, um, yeah, Toby's definitely the fastest. I think, and I, I don't want his head to get any bigger. Now he's having to sign autographs when he goes to races and stuff. But if he actually knuckled down and stopped running with me, he would be a lot faster because like everyone, he's got a busy life, busy work and all that sort of stuff. But if he really, really drilled it in, he would be a like proper rapid over the medium to longer distance, I think. And that's not to blow smoke up his backside because tomorrow I'm going to hammer him while we're out. But, but I've got to stop it, eating your diet as well. If I stop yeah, eating stop your eating diet. Your diet eating well. But yeah, so Toby, 100%. 
Yeah, no contest. Yeah, and in our defence, I think all we need to say is the three initials GFA, don't we? Good for age. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah you've got to remember, guys. Ways. That's so many ways Who was it who was calling us loose women earlier? Be... You've got to give me some credit. Yeah. We're like old people compared to... T- I mean, look, Alan is 72. You've got to remember, yeah. Alan is 72. Good for right? age. And he's going to get good for age. So, Toby, I think, needs to be a bit more re- respectful towards Alan, I think. Yeah. Should, should yeah. we move on? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we've, we've, got, we've got a question coming from Big Fletch. I know he's a busy bee at the moment. He's just run London Landmarks. He's got the big half coming up. I think he wants some advice on where he should be pitching his, his runs between the two. What Can kind I, of distance should he be uh, big half in churning weeks. over in the coming weeks? Yeah, uh, three weeks. You're not going to make that much difference in terms of gains. Uh, it's more about uh, cementing the work that you've done. Um, I know you raced hard on Sunday. Thanks for your email. Um, basically, I mean, it was a lovely email that he sent us, but um, Fletch ran hard on uh, on Sunday, Done, got a good time. I know he's looking for sub two. We're going to have a go at it. But, yeah, I would, I would shake out the rust um, and then I would really just focus on the consistency over the next couple of weeks, actually, just making sure you are getting, you know, one or two runs in of reasonable length, but more about the effort level, I would say, more than, more the distance. It's all about the effort level because you're not going to lose any fitness or whatever. You know, you can complete the half distance. So I would just focus on on the consistency and making sure your effort levels are, are, are of a reasonable amount. Um, but at the same time, you are banking some of those easy miles. Sure, that'll do me in good stead. So moving on, um, we've got an anonymous Facebook user, don't forget. Oh, Tom, you've got to put that thing in so the Facebook so users know who you are. <laughs> but they may want to stay anonymous because they're complaining they're always hungry. They're trying oh, to. Oh, this is me. They're always hungry. So, what advice have you got about fueling properly, and in particular, timing of some of that fueling before some oh, of the long And run? actually, that's interesting because we've got an email from Charlotte who are, we'll go through if we get time. I know we, we're batting. Yeah, bring it out there, mate. Um, uh, in terms of, uh, hang on, let me just read the question back. I'm training for London and I'm hungry all the time. Yeah, that's because um, you're obviously burning a lot of calories and your body's craving it. I'm hungry all the time. You've got any tips for fueling properly? Yeah, just, you know, you don't need as much as you think you do. Um, you've got you to train your body, train your mind. Um, it's craving stuff that it doesn't necessarily need. Um, you only need to put in what it actually needs, make sure that it's balanced. It's going to be, you know, craving in particularly sugar and stuff like that. And, and that's where you've got to watch it. Um, it's all about having balanced diet. It's all about getting the right stuff, proteins and things like that in terms of helping your your muscles repair. I'm not a nutritionist, right? Alan probably knows more about this than me. Um, but it's really important. You do get You do get super hungry when you're marathon training. I know people who put on weight basically because they're overeating. Um, because their body, the metabolism is what it is. So you've got to be careful. I would just I would just snack little and often, make sure that it's okay. But this um what's the word? Depress the um suppress the the hunger with like drinking fluids, tea, green tea, stuff like that. Um they're always good things um to do. But yeah, I I, I can feel it. And what was the other thing about all what pre-race foods? Um pre-race foods, I, I have porridge in the morning. I'm a I'm a I'm a big porridge man. I do that. So I've got my long run tomorrow. Tobe and I are heading out 20 miles. I'll get up and three hours before and I'll have my porridge. Um, and then off we go. You definitely aren't the only person who's doing marathon training and is hungry all the time. I'm really going through this. I've been for the last couple of weeks now. So I am going to be doing my best to try and uh, curtail yeah, my you, you bad week. Point, hey, you hit that point um, in which you're, you know, what you're doing in terms of effort, you know, and, and you're, your aerobic and cardio, all that sort of stuff, and your body's craving. It's saying usually, right, you're filling me up with all this stuff, right? A lot of it's up here. You're giving me all this stuff all the time, but now all of a sudden you're asking me to work double, double hard. I need more. And you don't, right? Because you've got fat reserves. You've got, you know, stores. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? But you've got it. You don't need to go out and smash the life out of 3,000 calorie meal just because you've gone and burnt it 3,000 calories off. That's 
that's the wrong mindset. I mean, I do that because that's the reason I run is so I can, you know, eat whatever I like. But it's got it has to be balanced because what you can do is is you can come unstuck by, you know, like um, Sabrina the other day. She, you get run down during marathon training or even half marathon training. You get your, your body's taking a massive hit because you're asking it to do stuff that it wouldn't necessarily normally do. So your immune system starts fighting you and saying, no, you can do one. You've got to give it the right stuff to be able to fight everything off and to be able to operate properly. It's it's like we say, it's like an engine. You've got to give it the right fuel. There's no point putting mm. dirty fuel, dirty petrol into the engine because it's it's not going to perform. You've got to hydrate it. Think about oil. So you've got to make sure you're getting all the stuff into it but you don't need to overfill the engine it will still perform and it will perform better um if you don't overload there's nothing worse than you going and smashing the life out of something in terms of like pizza rubbish whatever and then going out and trying to run 20 miles you'll feel sluggish you Mm. need to be feeling optimal so getting the right diet and not eating overeating is is it's a real tough one i appreciate it because i say i overeat for britain just ask toby because i smashed a Japanese out last night. I destroyed it. I had five pots of stuff and I ate the lot. But that's because I like to live, right? It's my only vice. Mm. So I don't drink. I don't do anything like that. I like to have a nice, I like to have something to eat. But you've got to be careful because you've got to make sure you are fueling your body correctly, especially if you're training for your first marathon and putting a, a big load through it and putting it under an enormous amount of stress. Cool. Well, thanks for that. That, that. Save me asking. That was a great question. <laughs> Al, what we got? What we got, Al? Yeah, yeah, do you want yeah. the email? Yeah, we'll come in with the email. We've got a few more right, questions. So, yeah, because I love it. And thanks ever so much, guys, for, for all your emails. Keep them coming in. I've actually, we've got more. We're going to try and get one a week if we can um, in terms of the emails. This week, we're lucky, we're, we're lucky to be able to go through this because, our guest who is going to be tonight is next week. So we're going to be talking about ultra marathons and stuff like that. Um, so it's, we're lucky this week to be able to go through so many questions, which I love doing, but your emails, keep them coming, please keep sending them in. doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, that running related. We're happy just to hear from you. So, um, Charlotte Smith, uh, right in, and it's along the same lines, actually, what's your advice of fueling on the morning of a half marathon? Usually I get up at like seven and do my long run. So don't need breakfast or much water. But landmarks didn't start until 10. So this was pre landmark. So I didn't really help Charlotte by reading it this week. But the point, (laughs) the point is, is about fueling. um, And you guys who are going to be doing like big half and stuff like that, that will start a bit later. So how do you fuel like that? Now, everybody's different, I think. Um, some people can run 13 miles, 13.1 miles starved. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that if you're going to be doing a high effort. So if you are going to be going for a time or whatever, um, but I would recommend taking some fuel on if you're doing a an event that's like 10 or 11 o'clock. Everybody's different in terms of what they can and can't stomach. Like Gemma at a running club on Wednesday, uh, she was telling me she's had, she's had full English before she's gone out and done a, a, a race. Me personally, I'm a three hour guy. I've got to wait, I have three hours before, um, and then like eat something and I'll have my porridge and then let that go down. I won't eat anything, um, before race and then I'll have my gels during the race. So I think it's, it's different for everybody. I know some people, Al, you're different. You have something, um, different to me. What do you, well, what I'm is a it vegan you for a start. Yeah, whatever is that. But yeah, you have something, what is it, bagel or something? I, I, I tend to go for a peanut butter bagel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's looking for me, it's looking for those slow release carbs, trying to avoid that sugar. Yeah, that sugar yeah exactly. I mean, there's a big thing about coffee, right? I've got a, a video coming up about coffee um, because some of the claims about, you know, drinking certain coffees before and after and the differences between all the brands and what does and doesn't, right? Because again, caffeine, some people, you know, that can cause stomach issues. If you have a, a large amount of coffee, I struck. I had a couple. What was it a couple of months ago? I had a massive cup mug of coffee. I don't know why I made it. Totally unnormal because I'm pretty structured. Oh, the gut ache it gave me. I had to quit on the run because it gave me terrible trouble um, because I had too much. So again, you got to watch your your caffeine. Um, but yeah, I think everyone's different. Just find something 
that works for you and don't try and deviate from it. Um, even though, like, the porridge I eat, it tastes like wallpaper paste. It's minging. It's like the cheap stuff. It's just gross. But I know that, as, as Al says, it's slow-release energy. It's easy on my stomach, and it's going to do the job. So, mm. yeah. Um, You've got to experiment, haven't you, really? Yeah, experiment, try different things. People have toast, banana on toast, all that. But honestly, I've seen people like, have, smash out full English and then go and run, like, a one-hour, 30-half marathon. They couldn't give every, – everybody's different. Everybody's different. Mm. I don't know whether they've got to find out what suits. Probably not. Thanks for your email, Charlotte. Anyway, and please send them all in longrunco yeah, at gmail.com. Yeah, lovely. Right, Al, get back to those questions because we've had okay. the same. We've yeah. had like 150 comments or something. We've had a question in from one of our regulars, Karen, Karen Lumley. Um, Hello, Karen. Oh, lovely to meet Karen, Karen actually on Sunday. I missed that. Say it again. I said it was lovely to meet Karen on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, oh, she was there. But hero. she absolute from hero Pram, apparently, at mile nine. And it obviously knocked her back a bit in terms of her race. Uh, any advice on things to do to avoid cramping? Yeah, again, I mean, Karen, you know, I mean, <laughs> she's, <laughs> out the source, right? she's out on the soul. Stella is her nickname, right? So, Stella, all I can say to you is, is look at what you're having the night before, right? And, and look at what you're having. She's <laughs> the worst person to get it. Day before, but I would, I would say, um, yeah. I mean, it it can be you're maybe you're drunk too much during the race. That's another thing. Maybe you haven't drunk enough. Uh, if you're gulping, it's you know down. But usually, it's something that you've had in the morning that's caused you to have some form of bloating or something like that in your stomach. And probably, you know, bloating. I, I hear a lot of bloating comes from Stella. But I, I can't, I can't. Uh, Other lager I, is available. I, I, oh, we've got to give a big shout out to Ray, uh, the happy jogger. Thanks very much, Ray, for the super chat. He just wanted to know that he loves sketches, Al. So stop digging the sketches. And we're doing we're doing 20 miles in the Max Road 5 just for Alan tomorrow. So watch I'm out for the video. For, I've Ray. got my email waiting for them to get my size in. <laughs> I'm there when, when I get my email to say they're in. I'm on it. In white. In white, if I can. Yeah. <laughs> I only drink coffee or Stella. We know, Karen. That's our, I think. Yeah, that's don't mix them up, here. Karen. That's, that's probably the, best. That's the problem. Separate glasses. <laughs> oh man, that's key. Right, oh, I'll keep them coming. Yeah, we've we've got uh, another question. It goes back to we need Petra back on because it's a question about running in fancy dress. They're they're running in a costume. Don't know who you are or where you're running or what you're doing. So tell us more well, what about that. What, what advice for those? That are, that are fancy dressed. You know what? We that. need to get we need to get Gemma on um, from our Wednesday group because she does a lot of running in costumes. Uh, she'd be a good person. I've got absolutely no clue on that. I'm I'm going to add no value. Martin Keynes dressed as uh, something out of Frozen. Oh Is yeah, I did tonight. Yeah, I ran the Milton Keynes half marathon with Billy. Oh, dressed as we were dressed as Elsa, Elsa and Anna. But is a little secret. I'm going to let all you viewers into and all you listeners on podcast. We listen to this, Bill. Now, Bill was a finely tuned athlete, right? And then he got in love, and then he started getting on the sauce, right? So the night before, or the, or whatever it was, he went out on it, and we was doing the Milton Keynes um, half marathon, and we was dressed as Elsa and Anna. Now at mile, now I might be wrong, Bill. He's probably not listening, so uh, jump in uh, at some point. I um, at some point, but. At one of the miles, Bill got into Toby trouble, and I mean proper Toby trouble. And we was under an underpass. Charlotte, who was dressed as one of the Invincibles, right, was, like, covered in one side. I covered in the other. And then he, he went up under the bridge, and the only thing that he had to sort of clean himself was the glove. Because <laughs> he oh. was like, his glove. <laughs> and then he Are you enjoying your tea? Send us a question. Tell us, ladies and gentlemen, what are you eating for tea? And he got and he didn't have his gloves. I went, Bill, where's your gloves? He went, he just shook his head. <laughs> oh, he's it's confirmed it's mile six. Oh, it was the best. It was so funny because he was he was proper hanging, and he was and again banging trouble. And again, it just shows you people. Oh, it's unless you've got a constitution. 
Oh, dear. That so there you go. Our question is back on. He's running in a tractor. It weighs six kilograms. And to make things worse, he has to hold on to it so he can't swing his arms. I think the oh. advice is don't bother. <laughs> oh, I mean, well done, bruv. I'm guessing you're doing it for charity. Put the charity up. Give the charity a shout out, um, please. And... Um, Make sure we show the charity. And send us your um, practice pictures and videos. You know, we love stick them on the Facebook group. We love it. Email them into us. um, But also put on your Just Giving because we can then add it up. We'll put it up during the uh, live stream so people can um, sponsor you as well. But well done for doing a tractor costume. That's hardcore. That's proper hardcore, that is, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's hardcore. Um, I mean, doing London anyway. I mean, we'll get Colin on if we can. Um, I've got to speak to him. Uh, and hopefully we can get Colin on, obviously, big pink dress Colin about doing London in a fancy dress. Um, but we'll do that nearer the time. We'll try and get Colin on because it's just his insight. I mean, the bloke's a legend, but his insight into that kind of stuff is 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 second to none, I would say. I still can't get over Billy. I'm, st- I'm now, I totally forgot about that, Al. Um, and there's a great picture uh, of me and him dressed up as Elsa and Arna now. For, uh, yeah, we've got to do, is that Elm this year? The Mi- and Milton Keynes went half. Does anyone know? I think it is. Yeah, I think we've been banned as Fordies, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill has. Bill has. Bill has. Because oh, sorry, Bill. Yeah, Bill's been banned. <laughs> oh, he's oh, not here to defend himself. Oh, he's not. He's not here. We must get Bill on because bless him. He's. Been, I've got to give him a shout out because he's been injured. He's had a bad back, and he's uh, he went out and done three miles. I think it was yesterday. So good to see you back, bruv. Yeah, uh, good back, mate. Yeah. Can't it's go back to get back on the line with you. I just I have we just... got one more? Yeah, I think we've got got one more and probably just about enough time. It's another anonymous um, uh, listener viewer um, suffering with a little bit of lower back pain when they're out on their long runs. So posture. What advice is it? Yeah, is it gait? Is it posture? What else can they do? Posture. Yeah, obviously work on. I mean, look. Firstly, none of us here are qualified osteos, physios, no. or anything, right? Absolutely. We're qualified to talk about anything, but there you go. Yeah, we're qualified to talk <laughs> yeah, about roughly, nothing. Yeah. Apart, we're not qualified. Apart, yeah. Well, you say that. Me, we've all done, we've, me and our been to school, we've done our uh, coaching stuff. Anyway, um, but when it comes to that kind of stuff, no, we've got no. But what I would say in terms of um, lower back pain and things like that, look at your posture, look at your running form, but just get a, get someone like a physio, or an osteo to have a look at your lower back. That's the that's the number one thing. But while you're out there running, think about think about how you're running. Think about your form. Are your shoulders back? Are you, do you have neutral hips? That kind of thing, because that can impact it. But usually, there's something more fundamental. So definitely um, check that out. It's it's yeah. It's, there's something more fundamental than that. But have a look at your form while while you're going on. But practice it on your shorter runs. You know, like I say to you guys, Ian, didn't I? I say think about this for thirty seconds while you're out. Just pull. You know, whether it be, you know, pull your shoulders back. But the, the first thing that, you, you know, the most easiest way to do it is, is to look up, pull your chin up, because that will straight away, it will, it will straighten you up. Look at something on the horizon and that will immediately pull your body up um, and that will naturally pull your hips forward. So, again, that will improve your running form. So they're the I sort saw of the, I saw um, I saw a video as well with um, Mo Farrow. He was talking about um, when he won the 10,000 at London. And like, and the reaction he had when he went round that final corner, and he said, "All I was saying in my head was, keep your form, keep your form, keep your it's form, so and try and relax, and you know, relax. Just... yeah, relax, relax." That would be form. my uneducated. Offering we do, we do lose form. I mean, you get tired, right? So it's like anything. You you get super tired, and it all goes to pot. But. If you can start off on the right foot, and like as I said to you guys, you know, even for 30 seconds, just think to yourself, you know, oh, chin up or shoulders back. Um, I, <laughs> I always use the phrase tits and smile. Um, but, you know, it's it's that, you know, that sort of thing. It just brings it back. And what it does, it lifts your body up because you, you end up crashing. Like, it's, all the weight is in your head. It all goes forward. You know, you start really, your foot strike starts going out and, and it's a lot more hard. It's a lot harder work to run. So think about your form, even if it's just for 30 seconds, um, remind yourself of it and, and it will help. Um, but I say, get some proper help, get some, you know, uh, uh, and some cardio work, strengthen your core, your glutes, all that kind of stuff is a big, is a big winner. I think on all yeah, that. Yeah, we wish you well with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I've got a guy, I've got one, I've got, I've got to give a shout out. Um, hang on. 
Where is it? Because he messaged me earlier. It Shout was Jack. Out yeah, Jack. Uh, good to see you at London Landmarks. After some advice, and I said that I would uh, try and get to this if we had time on the, on the cast podcast today, live stream. Um, so this is another way. You can obviously, yeah, I get, uh, and it's lovely. I get a lot of people asking me stuff on Instagram, Facebook Messenger, but try and send them in via the email address and, and we'll we'll put them on the on the show. But um I'm an, after another pair of trainers to swap in and out of my current pair to keep my mouth and training fresh and different. Any suggestions? Um so he's looking for another another pair. I I mean my favorite running shoes at the moment and everybody should know that by now is um the socket endorphin speed. So maybe grab a pair of those um if you haven't got those already chuck them in. Great great for fast runs. Um Great for sort of long run efforts. You can rock them up in a race. You know, if you've got a few races planned before your, before your uh, marathon, you can wear them there. They're just a great feeling shoe. They can be unstable for some, but um, but that would be my recommendation. Grab a pair of stocking endorphin speeds. Oh, we just had another. Do you guys prefer podcast or music during a run? Well, I, I would listen personally. I don't know about you four. Like, I mean, but I would personally listen to previous episodes of the Long Run Podcast. Yeah, because there's a few now. Yeah. There's six I would, others. I, w- I, would, I would definitely binge listen, if that is even a thing, to mm. um, the podcast uh, 100% because there's amazing tidbits in there. Um, there's a lot. And of often it's taking, a lot better than this. There's a lot better than this. There's a lot of Mickey taking out of Toby, which is important. There's a lot of Mickey taking out of Alan, which is important. Um, so Great I would definitely recommend the long run podcast but on a serious note i listen to music if i'm on my own um if toby's running with me he tries to listen to music but i shout over it (laughs) okay Uh, just a quick word then about what's going on this weekend then you're doing your 20 miler tomorrow oh yeah blimey are we 60 minutes already yeah god do these go fast we, we need, yeah, blimey. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, God, yeah, me and Toad, we're, we're hitting, um, 20 miles in the morning, um, which he's going to be so happy about me for three and a half hours. Woo-hoo. Um, we're going to try and get our marathon training. Oh, uh, Phil T, uh, aftershocks not paid. Yeah. Um, love yeah aftershocks. We're going to be getting our marathon training back on, uh, watch my video, Phil. I did a video on, uh, Aeropex. Um, on the channel um but yeah no we're doing a uh, 20 mile run tomorrow we're going to be shoving some goal pace in there we're going to find out where we're at in terms of our marathon training we're doing while we're out there we're going to be filming the 20 mile long run review of the max road five uh from sketches uh that's the shoe that i'm going to be picking tomorrow to do that run because uh, i need to get a video out about that so i'm just looking at another pair of shoes um but yeah, so what about you? Yeah, I know Al's got his big uh, milestone tomorrow, which is great. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm in London, so I'm gonna make my course debut at Bexley Park Run tomorrow. So I'm gonna have a look down there, see what that's like. And then I've got I'm going to football in the afternoon for the first time in 16 months, which is brilliant. Really looking forward to that. Wow! And yeah. then um, 15 miles on Sunday. 15 rare miles. weekend off. Yeah, good for you. Looking what about you, Al? So you're doing your you're doing your park run tomorrow. Are you? Is that all yeah. you're doing? Flapjack in one hand, vegan chocolate brown in the other. So what can go wrong? Sounds terrible. Then then probably a ten mile. I've 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 kind of missed a couple of weeks due to ill health, so I've got to get back on track with a few slow build up to those sixteen, ten, and eight mile weekends that I've got to look forward to on my handsome plan in a few weeks' time. That's great. So there's plenty going on. We wish you all the best with your weekend activities when you're park running, when yeah, you're like long running or both. Um, thanks ever so much, gents. As always, a great chat. Thanks ever so much for everybody's questions. It's really good. Lovely to get some interaction That's tonight. Manic, isn't it? Really enjoyed it. Manic. It absolutely flown. Remember, Next. we're here every, um, every Friday at 7 o'clock on YouTube and Facebook. But you can also catch us on a podcast on Apple and Google and Spotify and wherever you get your podcast, so we'll be there. Just put long run in, you know, we'll be there waving for you. Stick us on your headphones, get out on your long run and enjoy all our stuff. Six other episodes also available. Thank you very much. And we will see you next week. You run them Thanks credits. everyone. Take care. Thanks for everything. Have a great weekend.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 